That is my concern. Is that it's just going to turn into a, a to a brouhaha? I'm not interested in brouhaha. <laughs> Would it be a brouhaha? <laughs> I always tell people I ask burgers, no fries. A little bit of lust, baby. You feel me? I was in there feeling kind of, kind of hurt from my fingers still shaking a little bit. All way heavier with the gravity. I'm not gonna lie to you. So we gonna be on TV by right that? <laughs> You'll have to join my spinoff podcast. Nobody gives a shit. This is. What's their show called? Quitters never. Nope, they're the other X. one. Uh, <laughs> it's called X, right? Why did I just forget the name of their show? It's Quitters Never Give Up, right? Yes. That's what it is? Okay. Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up. Check off Christopher. Check off Jen Pastorini. Check off Lindsay. Check off Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said Quitters Never Give Up, and he said, that's all they do. Now, this is what I love about the janky universe of all of us, of all of our shows and all of our people. Wait, is, it just trailed up. It just ends. It just ends like that. <laughs> is that regular people right would listen to that and go all right you do it yeah. good effort okay try mm -hmm. it again one more yeah. time take yeah. it over the top right but when your quitters never give up you go yeah. perfect nailed, nailed it. it nailed it hola party people it is uh quitters never give up episode one two two i am here with two of my cohorts let's say hello to edwin 30 minutes from right now jennifer's going down let's get there hello boys what up party people let's say hello to jennifer sunshine I'm a semi-professional. Look it up in the book. What's up, Thanks. party people? <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. And uh, I'm Christopher. Jennifer, what's going on at your house right now? What's uh, all this noise? I got an excess of Jennifer clips. So. I love it. We're all Jennifer today. <laughs> all right. Shall I do the podcast roundup? I'm making potatoes up here. Nailed it. Ow. Ow. <laughs> You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I will allow it that. All right, party people. Let's get started with the Frank and Friends show. As a radio professional, Frank discussed with his co-host this week, Daniel Michael Crane. He discusses about being a musician and using tracks, and then he talks about, as a radio professional, he met a lot of people before they were famous. Having worked at a top 40 station, yeah. when we would bring in, I mean, we, we brought in Rihanna when she had one hit. She's just a little kid, a you know, high school kid from Barbados, and um, she's got maybe three songs she's going to do at the Expo Center on Clinton Highway, <laughs> right? Can you believe Rihanna played the Expo Center on Clinton Highway? Really? And, so we're there. We, Humble beginnings. That's yeah, crazy. Was, but we would have it set up so that they would have the three tracks that she's going to sing to. And any of those up-and-coming Top 40 acts, when they do these big festival concerts, you know, we used to have Star Jam at um, Pigeon Forge or wherever we would be, Some, very few of the acts had a full band. Well, I don't know. We use trash. I think it's a fuller sound. You know, yeah. it's, you know. Well, good Charlotte yeah, had enough money that they can bring their whole band. So their whole band is set up. Yeah. Their whole back line is set up. But meanwhile, when the Owl City guy is going to sing, you know, one song or two songs, he's going to get there and do Fireflies and whatever. Um, yeah, we're just going to play the track. And he's going to go up there and do, yeah. do a little Fireflies. Uh, That's my impression of Fireflies. Uh, which... So you get Frank's impression of Fireflies right there at the end. It's perfect. I love that impression. That's exactly as it sounds. Yeah, what other song did they have? I don't know. Well, Fireflies you know, everybody. Two. Fireflies 2. <laughs> 20,000 Fireflies. Well, it's uh, funny. We were watching Jeopardy last night really quick. And mm -hmm. one of the questions was how this whatever married couple has 88 Grammys between them. No, each. And oh, so wow. the answer was Beyonce and Jay-Z. And I'm like, I've never heard one of their fucking songs. How are they have 88 each? That must be nominations, right? No one has 88 maybe, Grammys. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard a single song. I don't know. Well, I know Jay-Z produced a lot of music. So oh, that's if right. You maybe. Produce, produce a lot of music in the early 2000s. You could wind up racking up a, quite a few of them. I, I don't just think. know he's no Owl City. Right. <laughs> and, and Beyonce is pretty damn famous. I would say so. Don't know a single song. Oh, you must have heard what's. what's oh, wait, there's one? that one single song. It. That's the only one I've heard because it was like everywhere. 
There you go. That's one song. That's a, that's our hip hop segment for the week, people. Yep. <laughs> Let's go over to Kevin and Sluggo. One of the stories that was on all the podcasts, you know, is one that we don't really like to talk about a lot, involving a plane maybe. But while they discussed it, they also discussed about this uh, dog going to a metal concert. Storm the dog. Storm the dog. No. The dog uh, escaped from their owner's house. Okay. Right near SoFi. Okay. And went to see Metallica. <laughs> went to SoFi when Metallica was playing? Yes. <laughs> and somehow got in. What is that amazing music I hear? I must go see for my dog self. Somehow got into the venue. Wow, really? And there was a picture of the dog sitting in a seat. <laughs> I can see letting a dog in. Like, if I was in line and there's a dog that comes walking up, I'd be like, oh, hey, yo, come on in. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. I would. I wouldn't well, you wouldn't work security. <laughs> no, I would That's not. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys see this story? I know I saw the tweet. Yeah, I saw the tweet. I think it's awesome. I think, though, I've seen other dogs at concerts before, and they usually have, like, a headset on mufflers for their ears, so that would be the only concern. But if the dog liked it, well, the dog went into the show by himself and took up someone's seat. That's awesome. Did the dog buy a t-shirt on his way out? <laughs> Souvenirs. <laughs> that would be awesome. What if you had a dog with a Metallica t-shirt? Right. <laughs> yeah. The dog had no owner with him. I guess the owner couldn't afford the tickets, but the dog could. And, and so... Smart dog. You know, the dog just took a seat. I'm pretty sure Lars is going to sue him, though, for the price of admission, because Lars is like that. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Cup of Tea in a Chat. Probably one of the grossest stories that we've heard in a long time, Bean in a porno. <laughs> Last week we brought up how Bean was in a porno in the 90s through some interview, and we had speculated which actress it was. It turns out we were completely wrong. Kevin Stockdale posted a link, and so I'm going to share quite a bit of it with you now. You know, uh, people ask us all the time, Kevin, Bean, what are you going to do when this gig falls through? <laughs> uh, we have different answers. I don't know yet. Bean apparently has chosen porn. Now, come on. I never I... would have guessed you to go that direction. Isn't that funny? Would you, would you think that Bean, the guy who has all the animals, for those of you that uh, have trouble keeping us apart, the guy who has all the animals would ever get into porn, but I'm holding in my hand a box. Mm -hmm. And I'm the guy who gets none of the chicks, too, by the way. America's, That's true, too. America's most wanted bad girls, Larry Flint presents Jail Babes. <laughs> Ooh, Jail Babes. And there's a woman on the front that's uh, nude, and then on the back you see various sex scenes mm -hmm. uh, uh, starring, uh, you know, the women that are in jail. Also starring Katie Gold, Lexington Steele, Dave Hardman. And in bigger letters than all of them, yeah. B E A N. Bean. For, of the world famous K R O Q. It and, says that. And K R O Q are, is the are the biggest letters on the back of the box. And then below that, it says Kevin and Bean Show. Wow. You know, there's something about the jail babes. I like them skanky. <laughs> Isn't that the oddest thing you've ever heard? So I put so I pop in jail babes yeah. and I hear this. Good morning and welcome to K Rock. This is the guy who is uh, promoting jail babes on our show. You remember they came in on the program? Yes. Well, a long time ago. They filmed the whole thing. Imagine you're at home, you got the jail babes, you're lubed, you know, you got your pants around your ankles, you're ready to go, and the first thing they show you, I'm not exaggerating, is like eight minutes of an interview that we do with the one of the girls in the video. Well, that seems silly because you've already bought the video, yeah. so what do you need the promotion for? It goes for? on and on and on. First they give us a little of this music. <laughs> well, you gotta have that. And they go to the studio. Magazine or this is being off the air talking to them about a women in prison magazine that I subscribe to. Really interested keeping notes. This is the beginning of the jail babe video. This is an adult porn video. And I'm sitting at home right now, even I, who'm in the video, I'm sitting at home going, show me boobs. Ladies and gentlemen, the jail babes. And then blah, blah, blah. We go in and we interview and we interview and we interview. And I'm in it one quick shot. But I don't get the FaceTime the bean gets. It's so. all about the bean. Basically, it's all about the bean. Right. <laughs> now, that one picture of the guy who's bending the girl over that you yeah. can see on the video, you sure. can't quite see his face. That's mm -hmm. me, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's oh, black. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a black penis. Part of him is black, my friend. Part of him is black. Let's say good morning. That counts. Let's say okay, good morning. So it wasn't Janine Ludemilder, whatever the hell her name was, or, or Tracy Lords. It was somebody else. 
it was kind of a random thing. They came in specifically to promote this video or something. It's weird, but it was way early where Bean was in the studio. Bean left yeah. to, to Seattle in like 99. This video comes out much later because as you'll hear later on, well, they're going to interview the guy that, that did the promotion. Mark Cromer. Mark, are you the guy who came into the studio? Yeah, I think that was me. Yeah. You think it was you? Mark, yeah, pretty sure I was why there. would you put six, seven minutes of our interview on the beginning of your video? You know, that was a few years ago. I, I was probably drunk or something. <laughs> uh, I but I mean, what a buzzkill for the guys who buy the video. Well, I'm telling you, we uh, in the Jail Babes 1, I think you guys are in Volume 4. We are, yeah. Jail Babes, you, when you put in Jail Babes, man, you want it to go right to jail and you want to see some sex. Well, we've learned. But yeah. in Volume 1, we actually interviewed a bank woman who robbed Bank of America, and we did 20 minutes of an interview before we got well, You know how to put out a porn, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, I wanted to do something different. Sure. We did. Not putting yeah, sex in an adult video. That's right. the way to go. Right. That, well, that, that is the way to carve out your own niche there. Now, how <laughs> many Jail Babes videos did you do, Mark? How many have we done? Yeah. Uh, we just wrapped 20, volume 20. Oh, 20. And this so is it's a very successful four. series then. And it's all, yeah, and it's all uh, sex now, so you'd have to wait like 90 seconds. To get <laughs> now you're getting some. You've got it now. <laughs> it, only took him, it only took him 20 volumes to learn. It works steady, right. Isn't it funny? How come you didn't put my name in here, man? How come you didn't put Kevin in here? Huh? Uh... Bean was the guy. He was, was more prominently we, featured, and he did do more of the interview. That's absolutely true. I'm fine, by the way, with you not putting my name. We stopped potential, <laughs> yeah. and uh, sure, yeah, and we're right. We're here to help. We're still here to of help. Of course, you well, are. Well, the, the good thing is when when Kevin's folks are in the adult video store, he doesn't necessarily <laughs> want his name to catch their eye. You know, no. See, that's funny because my folks are in an adult video. <laughs> and, store. and part of it, by the way, is just because of the way the studio is set up. The girl was sitting next to me. It's a lot easier camera shot too to be able to to show us both at the same time. It's that, and I really couldn't get a question in edgewise. Bean was just on her. I was pretty sweet for her. Now, this is this is part of the Larry Flint family of videos. So that's him talking about how, I guess a few years back, they just did an interview and they put it in the video. They didn't know about it, I guess, until this, I'm going to say it is 1999 because you'll hear of, you'll hear, you're going to hear them do interview Larry Flint. And it's an impression, and I think it's Ralph. Uh, it was actually the very first video series that brought Flint into the video business, and now oh, his company has since uh, exploded. They brought, uh, what, Snoop Dogg? He's got that thing going. Hold on for a second. We have him on the other line. Bean, do you mind if we... We have Larry Flint on the yeah. other line? Let's go to Larry Flint since he's the man behind all of this. Larry, good morning. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Hi. Well, we're real good. Uh, we were just talking to Mark Cromer on the other line. He says you have Snoop Doggy Dogg in an adult video? Yeah, it's a, a home sex video of Snoop. What does that mean? Home, you mean he took it himself? Yeah. Wow, amateur video with Snoop? That's I hadn't heard anything about that. He And he does it with his wife or who? I, this is, uh, I, I didn't hear... I, Hmm? This is just a bit, guys. Don't really interview me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What about uh, what about Bean from the world famous K Rock being on this Jail Babes Volume Four? Do you think that's the way you want to start putting out porn? Yeah. Well, we saw the giant size of Bean's penis. Mm -hmm. We knew that he was meant to be an adult. <laughs> and, and when did you see that giant size? Uh, we had a party at the house. Uh -huh. Bean stopped by. Is that uh, right? Yeah. He, he well, does a little show. With a goat. Be Bean does a show with a goat? Yeah, it's very popular. Uh -huh. well, I, uh, Larry, I haven't really talked much about coming over to your house. I'm not like that guy Ralph on our show who needs to beat his chest and brag every time he goes to the Playboy Mansion. I was just going to kind of keep it on the down low. Well, so much for that. <laughs> I guess, I guess so, that's yeah. not going to work once you get into the porns. Well, now, let me ask you this, Larry, because we were talking to Mark, and he was saying it was just uh, inexperience that led them to put the eight-minute Kevin Bean interview at the beginning of the Jail Babes tape. That's not how you want your porn to start, right? Well, originally, when we first released the tape, it was at the end. Uh-huh. And people were furious. Because they wanted to see Bean? They would go, oh, oh, oh I see. Oh, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we actually had reports of some people's penises falling off their bodies. Wow. That's how limp they would get. Falling out. off just because they saw Bean. So you figured yeah. put them on the beginning before they get going. Exactly. Get it out of the way. Sort of. Right. Uh, it's like the dinner part of a date before you get into her pants. 
It's just something you have to sit through. <laughs> right. Hey, Larry, did my people call you about the human tripod series that I'm pitching to you? Yeah, we, we got the footage you sent us, and it's just too disturbing. It's oh, too really? disturbing for you? Even, even for, for me, it's just too bizarre and, and grotesque. Aren't you the guy that puts out the magazine with all the pee in? Yeah. Uh -huh, and this is too disturbing. You, you can only imagine, Kevin, what I'm talking oh about. My God. I don't think I can, actually. <laughs> this Turns is out that the tripod does not involve Bean's penis. <laughs> What is the third leg, Larry? It's him. <laughs> don't say it. I don't Do not know. say it. I have to bleep it anyway. Don't say it. Let's not go. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, Larry. Well, listen, we just wanted to congratulate you on the jail, babes. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned that the, the way it's being advertised, it does make it look different than what it is, but... Uh, so my mistake, I forgot that they had been, they had brought up Ralph in the in the whole interview, right? Did you hear when he's like, you know, I, I'm, Ralph says that he goes to the Playboy parties, but oh. I keep it on the down low. Yeah. So, what year was this? I don't know. Uh, oh. Stockdale. Stockdale. Oh, he said. Stockdale. <laughs> he he couldn't. He didn't put a year. He just said in the nineties okay. sometime. So Ralph started in nineteen ninety nine. This has to be like two thousand because he's actually. Someone oh. that people know, maybe. Well, that's being in prison. <laughs> or no, being in porn. <laughs> it, that's being in porn. All right. Now, uh, over at the Cup of Tea in the chat, so we'll stay there. But let's get into personal news. You'll find out how everybody's weekend was. You are going to be so delighted. You are going to squeal, I predict, when you hear what our friend John has prepared for us today. It's John from Lake Forest with my personal minutia jingle. I already love it. No, bitch. Oh. Personal minutia. Have a great day. <laughs> John remembers. You <laughs> You're so excited. It's like it happened all over again. That was awesome, that though. Still hurts. John, shout out to John. That was classic. It was brilliant. <laughs> what still hurts, Edwin? When uh, Kevin stoned Allie. Yeah. On the La Bamba. Oh, and also being it was called People 100, it was texting. I think they said calling. That was the whole point. It was texting. It was fun. Yeah, that's true. They didn't really remember the Keep It 100 name because they went and they explained the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to give it up. That That's something I heard. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? That is hilarious. We've been working hard to make personal minutia fit into like lyrics, and all we had to say was no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, speaking of music, they went over songs that'll get white people to sing. You're offered a million dollars if you can get a room full of white people to sing a song. What song are you picking? That was what he put out there. Amazing. Brilliant tweet. Yeah. And then somebody named Joshua responds, quote tweets, and adds this. Hi. I literally do this for a living, and the answer is Sweet Caroline, mm -hmm. followed closely by Don't Stop Believing. Mm -hmm. As a person that has worked doing private events, those are the songs that get all the white people moving. You know, they'll even work at like a Mexican party here or there, but not really too much. Um, if you guys aren't really sure what Sweet Caroline sounds like, this is what it goes, sounds like. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, time in. I love it. <laughs> Is it a delay on the Zoom? Did it happen like that? Or yeah. uh, that's what I'm gonna I say. Took, it is because I took it from my recording, and mm -hmm. uh, but again, yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's janky. That's what we, you know. It is beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the other funnier things that happened was Bean brought up the Apollo 13. Uh, what is it? The wife of Jim Lovell passed away. And so he made a joke about it. And Ali has no idea about space. 
Marilyn Lovell has passed away. She was the wife of the commander of Apollo 13, Jim Lovell. She was a superstitious person who was so worried that her husband had been picked to pilot Apollo 13. She thought it was bad luck. How'd that work out for her? How does she look now after what happened with Apollo 13? I mean, we can't ask her, Bean. Way to go. Are we at a stage now where people don't even know what Apollo 13 is, Allie? Are we at that point where people are like, why? What happened with Apollo 13? Yeah, that would be weird if people didn't know. That's the one that had the explosion. And oh, then the she was circle. right. She, she was right. That was oh, the whole point. Okay. Of I thought was... you were like, whatever. Stop being suspicious, you damn no. woman. Did you see the movie Apollo 13 or no? How could you not see the movie, Tom Hanks? When he was like, I'm making potatoes up here. Are you thinking of The Martian? Are you thinking of the Matt Damon movie, The Martian, where yep. he grew potatoes? Yeah. Okay, completely different from Apollo 13 about going to the moon. What is wrong with you? Was he in that? No, he wasn't in that. In her defense, Matt Damon and Tom Hanks, they, they look like twins. She sounds like me. I'm, I mix up everything in my head now. So sure, I could see The Martian and Apollo 13 getting mixed up. Really? If you would mix up The Martian and Apollo 13? No, I actually wouldn't. No. I do mix up a I lot, mix up, that. I mix up the right stuff on the Apollo movies a lot. This has a lot of the same actors, and I'm just like, hey, wait, which one was that? Not, they're all yeah. great films. I love them all. It was just but I mix them up just because... And I forget, like, because there was Scott, is it Scott Shepard? And then he played Alan Shepard or something. I don't know, it got really confusing. All right. Let's get into the gross story. You know I had to bring it. It's probably the grossest thing I've, I've seen or heard of. This is Bean talking about Adam Carolla peeing in his kitchen sink. No. Well, yes, I have. And here's why. <gasps> because I know Adam Carolla. And one of the things that he oh. brought up on more than one occasion is that he peed not in the bathroom sink. Kitchen sink, yeah. The kitchen sinks because right. it was the right height and he was in there and why leave the room that he was working in? He's making a sandwich, he's got to pee, yeah. just turn around and pee. Go back to making your sandwich, right? Why also leave the go to the bathroom? That love the fact that he never showered, he would just jump in the pool. Right. Right, right. right. That's Adam, right. Not the most hygienic friend, but I that stuck with me even though I've never known anyone who Besides Adam, who has confessed to that before, yeah. I've never gotten that image out of my mind of somebody just whipping it out and peeing in the kitchen sink. It doesn't seem, and I know that people will people will say, you know, urine is essentially clean and it can't hurt you, whatever. I just feel like that needs to be compartmentalized. I think that's bathroom stuff. I, yes. I do anyway. Absolutely. That is just gross. I am never eating anything in Adam Grola's house. <laughs> can't. No. Adam has odd views on hygiene. That whole story just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, there was the Burning Man story. There was the the plane story that we shall not speak of. And, and, and then this story, this is the story that got me. This is the one that I, I could not get over. Yeah, this was a gross week. <laughs> it was a pretty gross week. The story that led into this, which was someone on Reddit said that they just pee in the bathroom sink because it's, it's that height. That grossed me out because I, I think of like, you wash your face in the sink, you brush your teeth. Why would you even do that? And then they went into Adam Carolla because, because Ali said, did you ever imagine anybody doing that? And he's like, I can, because I know Adam Carolla. Just thinking <laughs> like, it doesn't even save time. Cause you gotta go and you gotta clean the sink afterwards. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Unnecessary. Unnecessary, gross. That story really welcome. pissed me off. <laughs> but you're welcome. Uh, that was the podcast <laughs> round. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special flashback because I'm going to introduce you now to flashback and now flashback Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. Okay, this is a long one. And 
beer mug here at the red carpet mirror of Harold and Kumar, a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Let's see what we can get. You sounded... Hey, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show here on the world-famous K-Rock. You sounded drunk or stoned before you even began, hey, Beer Mug. Before the on. first interview, you sounded faded. What was going that on? That was, was the... not faded. That was nerves. What? <laughs> how nervous can you be by yourself talking? Listen, Ralph, thank you for coming in. Listen oh, to this. Listen to, how Beer Mug, listen to how Beer Mug begins this one. Beer Mug here at the Red Carpet Mirror. <laughs> Red Carpet Mirror. I'm at the red copper mirror. <laughs> doesn't doesn't he sound like a guy who's just been to war for four years and he's making a battle a battlefield <laughs> proclamation? It was the same thing at the Halloween pet parade. He's yes. like, um, Bimog at the Halloween pet parade. How much this... dope do you smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Only on the weekends. But look, I was nervous. I was by myself. I was interviewing celebrities. <laughs> you weren't well. interviewing celebrities by yourself. <laughs> you were by yourself in the beginning. Yeah. By the way, speaking of interviewing celebrities, no bigger celebrity name in the Harold and Kumar Christmas movie than Amir Blumenfeld. <laughs> oh, Amir. You, you landed Amir Blumenfeld? Can you believe it? Uh, let's see what uh, Beer Mug has to say. I guess he's one of the actors in the film. Let's see where Bugs takes this uh, hard-hitting interview. If there's anything you can uh, tell the K-Rock listeners who are interested in getting into acting, what are some of the maybe secrets that you could uh, that you can divulge? Okay. Why would you ask a guy we've never heard of to tell our listeners how to become an actor? Because he's an actor. I mean, are you in Harold and Kumar? I know he is. He's an actor. So you thought you'd say, if I want to be a star like Amir Blumenfeld, <laughs> yep. are, there any, are there any secrets that he can divulge? Yep. I see. I, I don't know what Mr. Blumenfeld's answer was, but Beerbug did follow up with a, a more precise question about his role in the film. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And it's uh, the third one in the installment. Uh, anything we can expect from this movie, like wacky, like over the top? Anything we can expect from this movie? Third one in the installment, by the way. It's not a third installment in the franchise. It's the third one in the installment. You know what I meant. You it's know a movie mean. in a movie. Anything we can, can we expect? expect any comedy in this comedy? That's what he asked him, basically. Anything over the top or wacky? <laughs> All right, William Ross steps up to the microphone next with Beer Mug. William Ross? He, he apparently is the guy who did the music for the film, Ralph. And Muds um, gives him one of the best introductions I think I've ever heard. Ladies and gentlemen, when you think of composers, John Williams, Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer come to mind. But I am standing here with the composer of Harold and Kumar. I know all those guys, and they're wonderful. Okay, have you, first of all, where do I even begin with this? Have you forgotten his name? Because you certainly never say it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and second of all, why do you bring a no-name music composer on and then hit him immediately with the giants of the industry? Look, why do you bring up John Williams and Hans Zimmer and all these guys who I are legends? I think of the composers, I think of famous, talented guys. And then there's this guy. Look, I think if you're a composer for any major studio, motion picture you deserve a little credit but you don't give him any credit you give john williams and hans zimmer and danny elfman credit yeah well, you count them and then throw it to this guy completely unrelated and completely unannounced you don't even say who he is and god bless him by the way for trying to play along by saying hey, yeah i even know those guys those guys are good guys i mean because you're you're basically just saying hey you're not in this league at all but you're the guy i've got to talk to how embarrassing for him Right? But at least when you did uh, get around to introducing him, you did it beautifully. Ladies and gentlemen, Ross Williams, the composer of a very Harold and Kumar. William Ross. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, William. Man. And by the way, you're going to notice a theme. That interview is one of a Muggs never mics the people he's interviewing either. Have you noticed that you can't even hear the other dude, well, right? who cares what they have to say? <laughs> All right. I guess there's a plot point in the new movie, uh, the Harold and Kumar movie. And we've seen it in the trailer a little bit where the where the boys get their uh, get their wee-wee stuck on a, an icy pole, just like the classic uh, Xmas story, Christmas story movie, right, Ralph? Right, exactly, where the tongue is stuck on the pole. Well, the little kid whose tongue was stuck on the pole in that classic movie was at the premiere the other night. How about that? Scotty Schwartz? Scotty Schwartz. Scotty Schwartz was there, wow. and Beer Mug interviewed the great Scotty Schwartz. Scotty, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. It was good. You just kind of walked up, and uh, we started talking. Oh, you got, you got a friendly face. Absolutely. And, uh, Scotty, you're in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they used the, the clip from Christmas Story of the tongue on the pole, and as you see in the advertising, they've been using the two guys with something stuck to the pole, so there you go. That is amazing. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> you came up and started talking to me, and here you are talking to me. 
you understand that's what happens at all of these red carpet beers, right? That's what everybody expects yeah. is that you're there with a microphone. They're there to be interviewed you for know, the premiere. You know, everybody you talked to came up to you and started talking to you. True. That, that process was repeated over and over again. But Scotty was the only one not pitched to me. He was just walking Of course through. he wasn't pitched to you. He was in a movie 30 years ago <laughs> and hasn't worked since. He's looking to talk to anybody he can. Okay. Now, I have no idea what this question was supposed to be, but here's more with Scotty. Now, what uh, have you seen the movie? Not yet. I will in about an hour. Do you do you know what to expect or <laughs> hilarity? Wow! And um, you start as a child actor. He <laughs> <laughs> started as a child. Actor. I didn't know where to go after he was that. In a- he was in a movie where he was, what, about five? Yeah. How old was he in that film Christmas story? About ten, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go after that. I didn't have any, any material. Have you seen the movie? No. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> so you started as <laughs> No, Muggs, I started as an adult, and then I went backwards and became a child actor in the 70s. Good point. Oh, you started as a child actor. For other child actors trying to get up in the business, I mean, I'm... I'm too old now, but uh, what advice do you have? Why would you ask these questions? <laughs> What's I know, happening Charlie, right now? There's nothing wrong with saying goodbye, Mugs. I know. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I know. Uh, all right. We, uh, we are yeah. out of time for no! now. I know. No! It's so sad. But Play Mugs them talks, all. Mugs <laughs> talks to the director of the film. He talks to the creators of the franchise. He talks to Danny Trejo, Machete himself. He talks How are to, we not playing those now? Well, uh, is, uh, Who's next? Ta- what do we got next? We're talking to the digital dyad author. You're going to oh. reschedule him and come back because I really, I'd love to get these on. Damn I will it. tell you that. Uh, maybe, you we, a- maybe we got to push digital guy. We may have to because that's a, that's an ever, that's an evergreen. But yeah, this, you're not uh, going to make us wait like till Monday no, or we, something, we, are we, you? We got to do. We got to come back and play more interviews. We I'm telling to. you. It, you're not going to believe this based on what you've already heard, but it does It does get better. Those videos on the Internet are correct. It gets better. All right. More with Beer Mug and the Red Carpet premiere of Harold and Kumar when we return on the Kevin and Bean Show. And that's, all, the that, that's all we have time for. Oh, man. Now we're starting to get into the heavy-duty celebrities uh, involved with the Harold and Kumar film. Todd Strauss-Schulson is the director of the movie. Now, I think you're going to recognize Mug's tact. From earlier when he was speaking with the composer. When I think of directors. <laughs> well, let's see, Ralph. All right. I am here with the director of a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas, Mr. Todd Strauss-Schulson. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. Pretty intense. Now, when I think of huge director... <laughs> How did, how, did this, how did this go this way, Mug? Uh, how did this happen? Well, apparently I thought it worked with the composer. It did. But, uh, yeah. All right, let's see how Todd takes it. Now, when I think of huge directors, uh, Spielberg, mm, who else? Who else comes to mind, Todd? Are you just... <laughs> <laughs> Todd, who else comes to mind? Uh, what other directors do you know, Todd? Uh, that aren't that here standing next to me. <laughs> is the point that you want to name everybody who didn't want to do the Harold and Kumar movie? Is that the, what you're trying to do here? Uh, I don't know. Huge directors? Yeah. I mean, Robert Zemeckis is a pretty big director. Paul Thomas Anderson is great. J.J. Uh, um, Abrams? J. J. Okay, now you're just going to make it a parlor game? You're just going to sit out there all night? famous directors. It's a trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> directors can you name in 30 seconds? Uh, no. Does he win a prize? What, he's got to be thinking what's happening right oh, now. Oh, man. Let's talk about all the directors that are standing next to me. James Cameron is a very big-time director, big 3D director. Now, Michael Bay. Okay. <laughs> all right, we've named them all. Is he just mocking you now? That was fun. <laughs> and what do any of these have to do with uh, Harold and Kumar? Okay, so Michael Bay. Now, Muggs, you know the way Muggs' mind works. It starts off blank, and then he just keeps talking until something catches, and he goes, oh, I can do something with that. And I think that's what's happening. I think the light bulb went off over his head when he thought of Michael Bay. Michael Bay, can we expect, speaking of Michael Bay, can we expect any huge explosions in a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas? <laughs> well, they are known for that. <laughs> Seriously, Muggs? Uh, hey, I, I just thought of uh, Terrence Malick. Are there any shots of waves of grain uh, in the sun man. in this Harold and Kumar movie? Because that's another director who does a completely different kind of movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Oh, God. 
All right, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. I am unfamiliar with them, except for the fact that they are apparently the creators of Harold and Kumar back in the beginning. Let's see what Muggs has for them. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing great. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, By the way, I want to again point out, <laughs> barely miking the people that he's interviews. You hear Mug pretty well. You don't hear them very much at all, right? Right. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing great. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, let me ask you a question. He is so out, by the way. He's so out. He's got nothing. You take an Asian guy and an Indian guy, marijuana, hilarity then ensues. That's not a question. That a question? <laughs> it's not even a little bit of a question. Uh, question. It's more of a statement, yeah. What did you want them to say to that? What was your What was your hope uh, at the end of know. that? I don't know. Oh. Mother of Pearl, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Another, I mean, this is all in one 15-minute period. Oh. Uh, David Krumholtz is in the movie, Muggs? Who's yes. he and Harold Kumar? Do we have any idea? Uh, he He's is uh, uh, Goldstein. He's, uh, he plays uh, one, uh, Harold and Kumar's buddies. Okay, let's buddies. see what you got for him. Well, listen, David, I loved you in Slums of Beverly Hills. Okay, you can't really hear him. Is he there? Refuses is this via satellite? <laughs> but he says, Mug says, I love you in the, uh, the, that, that movie, and he says it was 14 years ago. Listen. I loved you in Slums of Beverly Hills. Sweet man. That was, uh, that was 14 years ago. I know. And you know what? I'm going to go even further back. Adam's Family Values. Do you like any of my recent work? <laughs> haven't seen any of your recent work, David. Okay. Why even, why uh, even do that to him? Oh, yeah, that, man. That was bad. It's a gut uh, shot to uh, David Crumholtz. <laughs> yeah. Who has starred on Numbers, by the way, in CBS. A very successful series for a couple seasons. Now. He's a hit in primetime right now. Muggs doesn't know that. Yeah. All right. Here's the, here's the first legitimate real interview of the whole night, an actual conversation where I felt that the guys understood one another. He's talking to the great Danny Trejo. Oh. He's mach machete, of course, and is in all sorts of movies. He's always great. Muggs definitely has something to say to him. You are a busy man, sir. A busy man has time to do everything. You're the man. Um, Danny, you are the man. And I'll tell you, you are. You seem like a sweet guy in real life. And um, let me ask <laughs> I just spit up my iced tea, by the way. I literally have iced tea coming out of my nose right now. So you see Danny Trejo, and you've got, you're the man, you're the man, you seem like a sweet man. And then, obviously, your mind is completely blank, right? How could you, you got, tell? you got nothing. And um, let me ask you one last question, and I'll let you go. How can I become, I'm Jewish. Could I become an honorary, tough, badass Mexican like Okay, at least he's tried. At least he's got something, right? It's not good, but it's something. The guy that put the tattoo on my chest, we did it in San Quentin, and his name was Harry Super Jew Ross. Really? So I can, I can be like a Jusikin. Absolutely. Juma uh, Danny, you're the man, dude. All right, Jusikin. Jumex. Jumex. <laughs> All right, we're near the end of the no, hill. No, I never want this to end. Go back uh, and play Jim <laughs> Go back and add the juice again. He goes, Jim Harry Super Jew Ross. Really? So I can, I can be like a juice again. Absolutely. Juma. Danny, you're the man, dude. Yeah, juice again. All right. Now we're talking to stars, ladies and gentlemen. John Cho, he is Harold in the film. Muggs, what do you have for John? Let me ask you a question, John. I'm a stoner myself. Don't tell anybody. My bosses, Kevin and Bean, always seem to think I'm stoned. Now, you're a businessman. <laughs> real life and in, you know, art. I feel like you're. I feel like you're doing an essay question, like a train leaves Chicago at six and it's going 300 miles an hour. I mean, you're just making them. Stop. <laughs> All right, you're. One for sure. If Mug says, "Can I ask you a question?" I guarantee you, no question will be following. <laughs> you're a business question. I, I'm a stoner, and I have bosses, and you're a businessman in art. None of those are questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Jew. <laughs> and how can I be a Jew again? <laughs> yeah. What do I do to tell them that I'm not stoned at work? How, how do I prove that to them? <laughs> what, that's the impossible <laughs> question to answer. Again, what do you want the man to say? <laughs> What were you hoping for? How can I tell them I'm not stoned? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't Cal know. Penn oh, is Kumar man. with Beer Block on the Red Carpet. Now, 
like I heard you talking to KCAL 9. Um, not not to make this all serious, but they made it to give light, you know, to make to, to show. Oh, 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 what? <laughs> no, oh, we, did, we didn't hear him talking to KCAL 9, so we have no idea what you're talking about here. Um, not not to make this all serious, but they made it to give light, you know, to make to, to show everybody that you guys are normal dudes. And I think I'm I'm about to shed a tear because I think that's I think that's very very touching and what? I want to say uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Channel nine showed that you were normal dudes, and I'm so touched. And I'm a big fan. I give up. <laughs> I want to shed a tear over that other interview you just did. That was better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> that I was listening to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, beer bog on the red room. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Damn. I, <laughs> I listened to that one three times in a row. I was dying. And that was for the Harold and Kumar Christmas movie? The 3D one in 2011. All right. That has to be a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. And it's funny because then I'm listening to another one where he's interviewing... Um, 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 that Twilight movie, the vampires and the wolves movies. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. I don't know. And there's girls that are waiting outside for four days to get tickets to it. And so he goes down to interview these people, and uh, it's very similar. It's hilarious. <laughs> Is it like when Triumph the Insult Comic Dog went to go interview Star Wars fans? Yes. No, that would take some brains. <laughs> We need Triumph uh, to interview Bear Mug. Which one of these <laughs> buttons calls your mommy? That always makes me laugh. I have a Triumph DVD, and it has that whole bit. It's great. You just have the one where he goes to the dog shows? It's all the stuff from Pony <laughs> Diablo. It's hilarious. He goes to the Westminster Dog Show, and he has the puppet humping all the dogs. <laughs> I think I have the same video. (laughs) So speaking of beer mug, we uh, Eddie has some clips from the 2012 VMAs. Here comes Demi Lovato right now. I'm going to see if she needs a drummer. Demi Lovato. I love this song. Yeah, Demi. Go, Demi. Demi, Demi, Demi. Now, at this point, I've already been standing in the sun for an hour and a half, so delusion does start to kick in. That's why I kind De- of... How, why did you say Demi Lovato? That, that was the heat getting to me. I was in the... Like I said, I was in the reject re- red carpet line, and I was standing in the sun, and I was kind of losing my I ass. I wonder if Beer Mug wants to be a drummer for anyone. Demi, do you need a drummer? <laughs> now gotta... he's talking to Walk the Moon, and his eye catches Katy Perry. So now he's going to try and interest Katy Perry into coming over with Walk the Moon and listen to how he does it. Who's the drummer in the band? Oh, I'm sorry. In the band. Now, I'm also a drummer. I forgot that part. I'm sorry. He, he yes. wants to play drums for them as well. Now he's trying to get Katy Perry's attention. Who, who are they? Who are they? Oh, Katy Perry. Guys. Hey, Katy Perry. Walk the Moon. Hey, Katy Perry. Walk the Moon is standing right here. Katy, walk the moon. Katy Perry. Walk the Moon is standing right here. We played with John Mayer last night. <laughs> hey, you guys, Walk the Moon played with John the other night. Yeah! That's hot. Hotness. Oh, man. <laughs> Please, can we be done? See, Look. because I couldn't get her attention. She right. wasn't going to come stop Right. Talk so to the me. nice people that would talk to you, you insult them by screaming some Look. other artist's name in their face while they're Proud. standing there. You have Walk the Moon and Katy Perry walks by. What are you going to do? If I'm not but getting well, Katy Perry, I'm... I don't abandon the people who will talk to or me. Or you abandon them and then go and move on. Head on headlong Say, thanks, guys. Perry. Thanks for stopping by. And then you move on to the next artist. You know what you don't do? Scream in their faces, <laughs> Katy Perry! Katy Perry! <laughs> Yeah, two things on that. You can see mugs didn't get much better. This was 2012. And the other thing is, when I hear Demi Lovato, I got to say it like beer mug now. Demi Lovato. <laughs> and when I hear Katy Perry, I got to go, Katy Perry, walk the moon. Katy Perry, walk the moon. <laughs> and also, I love being just being defeated. Can we be done? Can this be over? I love Grumpy Beans so much. What about the, what is it? He was also the one of the J-Huds, right? J-Huds, That's yeah. right. Yeah, J-Huds. Yeah. 
Uh, but we do stuff. want you on, Bear Mug. <laughs> yes. We please. kid because we care. Exactly. Let's do the week that was. Press the Push button, the my button, friend. Man. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. It's 2012. Uh -huh. The abduction program is over. Is it possible that you're 100% crazy? It is possible that person was crazy. We'll get to her in one second. We're doing the week that was September 4 to 7, 2012. We'll start off with a celebrity birthday. Dr. Drew Pinsky. It was very funny because Ralph, he tried to get the most outrageous lies out there to get either Drew or his wife to call in. So I picked out one from the showbiz beat that was my favorite. And our buddy, Dr. Drew Pinsky, celebrates his 54th birthday today. Uh, he's going to celebrate his birthday as he does every year with um, a quick uh, visit to the dog fights. He loves to watch <laughs> the pit bulls fight. At all. He's, got his own, he's got his own pen of uh, rabid pit bulls that he keeps in the back. 100% lie. Home there in Malibu. And he, uh, he'll he often have the dog fights there at his That's own house. not true at all. He'll... Uh, not even a little true. He's got a little uh, cute little uh, pre-game ritual he does with one of his pit bulls before he puts him in the pen to, uh, to fight to the death. He does. He does a line of blow right up his snout. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes he'll give the dog a bump, too. He thinks it makes him fight better. How dare you? Trivia question. When did Loveline start on K-Rock with Dr. Drew? 1984. Damn, that's amazing. Damn. Yeah, I looked it up. 84 to 2016. Long time. Yeah, I used to listen to Loveline when I was... Way too young to be listening to Loveline when it was way more grown up than it was in the 90s. Oh, it was like the Wild West, I bet, at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Sunday nights when I should have been in bed, asleep, ready for school. It was on Sunday nights at like 12, at like midnight or like 1 o'clock. You know, there was things that they had to get for shock value, like you know, so-and-so's so doing this and so-and-so's doing that, whatever, but there was a lot of like he used to give a lot of great information, especially during the AIDS crisis, when nobody was paying attention to that, when everybody was making fun of it, he was telling people exactly what was going on and what he's seen. And then he was helping people a lot with their addiction problems, which was pretty prevalent in the eighties. I mean, his show was very, very informative. There was a few shocking moments of, you know, some, some, you know, sexual relationship advice thing. But most of it was like really good, like uh, information on, on just everything. One fun thing was they would get everybody, big bands, big celebrities to come on mm -hmm. and sit in on that show. It's kind of a chronicle of the time. If you just looked at the guest list and say, oh, that guy was on, that band came on. It, it's, it was kind of a testament to what K-Rock was back then. All right, let's move on to something funnier. Heaven and Bean came across this girl that was had a YouTube channel claimed to be an alien abductee. So I got a bunch of clips from that. She was kind of fun. And uh, Kevin and Bean were Kevin and Bean. So let's go into that. Her name is Bridget. Bridget was abducted by aliens not once, not twice, but many, many times <laughs> starting when you were three years old. Right, Bridget? Yes, sir. You told us that story. We found your video on YouTube, and then we had you on the air on the phone the other day, and we invited you to come on in so we could ask an alien abductee. Got to go on a trip on board an alien ship. You said you got probed a bit. You have a hybrid baby. Alien stolen. ETs in your growing. Our minds that you're blowing. Where's your half aliens, baby? Hey, we just met you. And you seem crazy. But we're going to ask an alien abductee, baby. He's in love with you. And you are sexy. That. Try and make your own song for Ask an Alien Abductee. I'm blushing. <laughs> Is it possible that you're 100% crazy? Um, possibly. Okay, all right, good. I got a possible yeah. out of that. Yeah. All right. If you'd like but, to think that. And then finally, I think Bean sums it all up. All of this sounds very reasonable. I am convinced. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It all makes. A, I was a little sketchy when you first sat down, but it's all coming together for me now. I think I'm with you.
She was an interesting guest, and I looked her up. She still has a website, and she does readings for people. So I think we got to get a reading on one of us. I'm not sure if she tells you if you were abducted or just tells your future. But anyway, her name is Bridget Nielsen, like the actress. Well, and look at uh, who's a guy, Whitley, Whitney Strieber, Strieber. He wrote books and uh, on how he was abducted. I think he was an author previously and then started writing books about his abduction. So, I mean, it's out there. Maybe. I don't know. Absolutely Hasn't happened not. to me. <laughs> it's funny. When I was younger, I, I wanted UFOs to be true so much. So I love sci-fi. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't think it happened. Because every story is just so, it's, it's a picture of a light a mile away. And they, they're they like, look, right. okay, that, that's a light. It's not really anything. And it's it's well, uh, very American. Like you is it? Yeah, I don't really know of a lot of foreign stories where where aliens are abducting people. But I could be wrong. Well, and isn't um between like or outside of Catalina supposed to be a hotspot for UFO activity or UAP or whatever we're calling them these days? I, really? I hadn't I, heard that. Yeah, I think anywhere. Until they show up, what are we doing? Yeah, if they wanted to show up, wouldn't they just land at a <laughs> capital somewhere? Right. It'd be pretty I easy think to they do. Avoid us, actually. Well, and then, but then what if, what if all of a sudden somebody does find Nessie or Sasquatch or UFOs or, you know, be pretty cool. I want it to be true. Do you remember Do you, the, okay. We've all seen close remember encounters. the poster in uh, X-Files said, I want to believe. So I, I'm exactly. that guy. I just need yep. some information. Right. Well, so the question is, um, We've all seen Close Encounters. Would you get into the spaceship at the end of the movie? No, because I've seen too many Twilight Zone episodes. Oh. <laughs> I'd just be, I'd be tacos. I'd be somebody's garden asada, and I just can't do it. I would. I have kids, yeah. man. I can't be taking no space travel. Yeah. I was, uh, as long as I can take my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Jen answer anytime. <laughs> right. Okay, let's move uh, from these deep questions to some funny clips. Ralph, what is kind of sad, what I love, is that he was amazed that they had the correct clip for once. Uh, another day, another dumb reality show. This time, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is stepping up to host a show. It's going to be on TNT. It's a reality competition show called The Hero. The Hero. Ten ordinary people will live in a house together. And then they will be assigned various missions that the producers say will test their brains, their brawn, and their morality. Every week, v viewers will get to vote for the person they feel is most heroic. Who's the hero this week? Really? Can you really plan on being a hero? Doesn't the definition of being a hero mean you have to sort of be surprised by your circumstances and in spite of the fear, press through and do something amazing anyway? Generally, yeah. Yeah. If they tell you you're, you're going to have to be a hero coming up, it's not really heroism. No. But that's the show. So uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I'm surprised, took the gig because he's a big-time movie star. Yeah. He doesn't need this. Fate rarely calls upon us at a moment of our choosing. That's what I'm saying. That's a great clip. I don't know why we have it. That is, you've never played more apropos soundbite for any story I've ever done in showbiz news. And where? how could you imagine you'd ever need that? I don't know how I imagined it, but I've been waiting since the first Transformers came out. <laughs> That's insane. For a place to play it. Astonishing. It worked. Kevin, if we don't know who our celebrities are voting for, how are no, we but possibly supposed to make a decision about the president? Though. On every level. All I need right. to know Snooky's voting policy. <laughs> okay. I need to know... Uh, where uh, uh, Honey Boo Boo stands okay. on foreign policy. I need to amass as much celebrity political information as possible. Otherwise, We're how actors. can you be informed? If we don't exist, how would people know who to vote for? Thank you. Once again, a perfectly appropriate <laughs> audio <laughs> snippet. Don't this get is, used to it. This is remarkable. This is, I feel like I'm in a dream. <laughs> I might wake up and someone will play Ryan Gosling, and then I'll know I'm awake. <laughs> You're so used to fighting your way through the bad audio that does nothing but create speed bumps for your company. It's throwing me the fact you're playing appropriate audio, but it actually helped the story rather than hurt it. Yeah, I love Ralph. He was stunned. They were, the clips were right on, and it threw him. Here's something that always cheers me up, at least a May commercial. Come cool off with a Power Aid at 7-Eleven's Chill Down, where all big gulfs are now just a dollar plus tax. Grab your loose change and stop by today for ice-cold savings and a rush of hydration. 
For a limited time, only at 7-Eleven. I'm Lisa May with K Rock Traffic. Somebody else could use a little hydration. Yeah, I need a rush, rush of hydration. <laughs> yeah, it was ironic that her voice was so dry, or, or her throat was so dry on that commercial. Sounds like me today. I think I got that from listening to Lisa. <laughs> Let's move to one of the great moments in Kevin to be in history. Ralph, how did you first learn about the uh, the trend that's sweeping the nation, Kevining? It's got a long story. Uh, a while ago, the ArcLight Cinemas came to us and said, would you, would you and Kevin be interested in participating in this big promotion we're doing to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Arclight? And they've got one in Sherman Oaks, and they've got one in Hollywood. And it's just the best movie theaters in Southern California by far. So uh, we, I usually try and pick stuff that I actually use already to do commercials for, and that's mm-hmm. one of them. And this isn't even a paid thing. Right. They just said to us, we'd, we're asking writers, directors, uh, TV personalities, radio personalities, anyone in the public eye who goes to Arclight, and we know you guys do, would you like to participate? So I said, absolutely. I'd like to support Arclight because I'm a big fan. And Kevin said the same. So uh, they just sat us down. We did uh, some video interviews that the, for things that they show before the movie start in the theaters. They do a little reel. And they also wanted to do a series of photographs that they would make poster-sized and put into the lobbies of the Arclight Cinemas Hollywood, as well as Arclight Cinemas Sherman Oaks. Can I pick up the story from here? Sure. All right. So we have a photographer that comes in, and he takes a bunch of pictures of us. Mm-hmm. And then they send us the pictures. They say, here's what we would like to put up. Do you mind? And, uh, yeah, if you know me at all, Kevin, I despise pictures of myself. I, just, I always look bad. You know, some, some people look good at better in pictures than they do in real life. Mm-hmm. I hope I look worse in pictures than in real life because I just – so I was uncomfortable and the guy was like, motion with your hands and do this and do that. And so and – Your so modeling I, session. Right. I was doing it and he took all the pictures and I was like, thank God that's over. And then they sent an email asking us – and this is in no way reflecting poor on the Arclight. Still love the Arclight. Still really pretty much only go there. But they sent three pictures and I said, this one – picture that you have taken of me i look at it and i go how can that how did that not get deleted before you know the actual final consider so they sent photos of me three of them mm-hmm. saying which ones of these three would you like to use and i said under no circumstances use this one mm-hmm. whatever you do you can use any of the others but this one i look and i don't like it and i can't imagine you would even put it in the final however many what picture do you think they put up? <laughs> Yay! There you go. This was September 7, 2012. Heavening huh. came to be. Now, Ralph was just obsessed with it, and he's the one that kind of pushed it along. I do want to mention, thanks to everyone who are sending their Kevining pictures in. Yeah, thanks. The Kevining pictures are rolling in. I've seen uh, uniformed police officers, Kevining. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen adorable little twin five-year-old girls, Kevining. <laughs> I've seen every walk. Of life, every uh, cr- raid, uh, craze, race, creed, and color. A guy in a lion suit. A guy in a lion suit. <laughs> we are getting remarkably imaginative Kevining pictures, and we re- we appreciate it, and we thank you, and we're going to be posting them all, and please keep sending them in. I got yes. a, a tweet some from someplace in uh, Asia where a guy said, I am starting this, and I'm going to make sure it takes off. We're getting from all over the world, like, every thanks. state in the union. It's just, <laughs> it is a phenomenon. And I think Kevin summed up what Kevining is. The picture is every moment with Kevin. It's a visual representation of a moment with Kevin. Now, I was thinking when I heard this, we remember the story, but think of the waves that went out from this because that picture became the logo on the shirt. Kevin just, or Christopher just bought a box load of shirts with uh, Quitters Never Give Up with that picture of Kevin's face. And that's our logo, the Kevin logo. And I think it was Paul Lee. I think he's the one that did that graphic, right? Yeah. Yeah, Paul Lee. He let so us I just use think it. that's still used on our shirts today and on our logo. And that's where it started all those years ago, September 7, 2012. We had to make a some kind of memorial to that day. It's got to be Kevining Day. Kevining Day. Yeah. Right? Well, let's yeah. start that. I, I look forward to the months of Kevining discussion that you, you have. That yeah, you bring it's, it's going to keep going. We're going to get more stuff as we go. Yeah, there's a Lisa May, Kevinine. There's all kinds of stories that are going to come up from this, and I look forward yeah. to them. So I was really surprised. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's when it started. Yeah. Fun yeah. stuff. And it was like every moment with Kevin. By the way, RIP to the Arclight. They went out of business. I'm very sad about that. They did? did what? Didn't someone buy them? But they didn't open them as the Arclight, though. 
Oh, yeah, the Arclight, for people that don't know, it was a great, uh, it was a chain of luxury theaters. So you'd go there and they weren't messing around. If you go there, there'd be like a couple of uh, trailers, not a bunch of commercials. And if you arrived late, they'd say, sorry, keep walking. So they were for the movie lover. Well, they had the Cinerama Dome. That's still there, right? Well, the okay. dome is, but it's not an Arclight anymore. Okay, but can you still like, because remember they op- they redid it and they opened up a restaurant in it and then you could buy drinks and take them into the movie with you. Did they still do that or? I'm not sure what happened because after COVID, they, ArcLight went out. So ArcLight's gone with the locations oh. are still there. I don't know oh. if someone else took them over. You're a research department, Jen. Oh, let me get right on that. I'm done All by right. the way. So anytime you guys want to finish. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Unless you want to hear another Lisa May commercial. Okay. Okay, invite you to try their cure for the common wiener made of 100% beef and 20% bigger than the competition. They're sure to give anyone near you a serious case of hot dog envy. That's a lot of beef. Circle K premium all beef hot dogs. So much beef. So much beef. Sorry, I said it wrong. I'm Lisa May with K-Rock Traffic. Thank you, Lisa. It's a world famous K-Rock at 754. Sounds like Lisa's giving happy endings at the Circle K. (laughs) (laughs) So much beef. Yeah. Yeah. How about those buns? I think anywhere Lisa goes is a good time. (laughs) Yeah, anytime if you're on the archive and you're listening to a show and you hear a commercial, it's because something great's going to happen. That's why Stockdale's Well, and then every now and again, a song gets left in there or... um... Uh, yeah, you'll get commercials or something, and you're just kind of like, oh, wow, I remember so much stuff that we've forgotten about. So it's kind of, I love when I come across that stuff. Yeah, hearing Lisa May's traffic reports, they always take me back. Because yes. you hear the little sound effect and the music in the background and the exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes me all the way back to Kevin and Bean every time. All right, well, thank you for listening. This has been Quitters Never Give Up, episode 122. Catch us all on the... Uh, social media platforms and stuff and things like that. Uh, what is it? Twitter and what? Facebook and uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to buy a T-shirt, we're on T Public. We are on T Public. Leave us a message, a voicemail. Good night, everybody. Right. Bye, everybody. Au revoir, sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. I was making a picture in the Philippines, and I'm in Manila, and we were invited to this very, very posh, expensive house to a party, and I'm being introduced to people and standing, getting a drink and all that, and the hostess is standing over there, and she's looking at me rather nastily, considering that I'm a guest, you know. So I went over her, and she said, Are you a drug dealer? (laughs) I said, No. Why do you ask? She said, Why is everybody calling you my cocaine?